Joining the chorus, it's time for another North Melbourne Footy Club update with Dean Vasic and special guests on Hashtag Kangaroos. Welcome to another episode. My name is Dean Vasic. You can find me on Twitter at Hashtag Kangas or you can find me on Instagram at Hashtag Kangaroos Podcast. So today I went away from the men's talk for a little bit um, and decided to do an interview with Loza uh, to talk about the AFLW. Um, there's obviously been a lot of news in the last few months. The last time I had her on, I think it was a preview for the first final between North Mull and Fremantle. So a lot has happened since then. Obviously, grand final, we talked a little bit about that. You know, the, the pay rise, you know, the latest CBA uh, mainly, we talked a fair bit about that. Um, amongst uh, a lot of other things that have happened in the AFLW um, in the off-season, and yeah, it was good to get her thoughts. I always enjoy chatting to Loza about the AFLW, and uh, I feel like a lot smarter. It wasn't just a North Melbourne talk either, so if you're not a big AFLW um, fan, then you don't have to listen to this podcast, but um, I'll definitely encourage you to listen to it um, because it'll make you more edu- edu- educated about uh, AFLW, and uh, I always feel more educated when I talk to Loza. So yeah, I won't hold you up anymore. I'll bring on Loza right now. So I'm once again joined by Loza. We're going to do a bit of a discussion in this episode about the AFLW um, and what's going on there. There's been a lot um, that's happened uh, since the end of last season to the upcoming season that's going to approach us very soon, uh, end of August, I believe. Um, Let's start by talking about the new CBA agreement that was reached. Um, What are your thoughts on the pay rise and so forth? I'll, I'll go through the figures in a minute, but I just wanted to hear your thoughts first. Yeah, um, oh, I can't believe that we're here. Like, yeah, <laughs> hello. Um, yeah, yeah it, it feels crazy because, like, the grand final feels like it was both five minutes ago and also, like, five months ago. <laughs> so, like, to be discussing the next season is feels ridiculous, really. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, I was just going to say. So, yeah, the CBA, I, yeah, it's so... Oh, sorry. I haven't been no, for a second. Do you, want to, do you want to talk to me about the figures first? And I'll yeah, just... I'll do that for you. So now a 94% talk. increase in salaries for the girls, which are, which mm-hmm. is pretty good. So the top players will earn 71935 while the top tier four players, which are pretty much rookies, you'd have to think, uh, will get 39184 which is almost double from last season. So the lower tier players last season uh, got, I think, just over 20,000, so pretty much doubled. So they're expecting 40 AFLW players to be paid more than 100,000 for the upcoming season, as opposed to 12 last season. Uh, Four new teams in the competition, um, Hawthorne, Essendon, Port Adelaide and the Swans. Still 10 home and away games. Squad sizes are still the same at 30. I don't know if they're going to do the COVID top-up list as well this season. I haven't heard anything about that. Uh, and they aim to be full-time footballers by 2026, so a full-time professional you know, uh, organisation by 2026, So, which will only mean uh, bigger pay rises and, um, yeah, less, you know, more opportunities for girls to you know, follow yeah, their well, dreams. Well, that's, mm, that's yeah, the goal, exactly. isn't it? That's where it needs to be at. Um, so, yeah, it, it sounds like it's good steps along the way. I know that they've also, I believe, doubled the allowance for players moving interstate. And that's, so that's a really important factor as well. Um, it'll be interesting to know 
the compensation for players who are coming from overseas. So we've obviously got a lot of uh, Irish women in the AFLW. So it'll be it'd be interesting to know if we're giving them compensation too. When you've got players like Brid Stack, who was here with her partner and their little boy um, for, for the whole of the previous season and I believe this season as well. It's, it's a big, a lot of big decisions. So, yeah, um, look, it's, it's a tricky one because I suppose I still don't fully uh, feel the best about the next season starting in August. I feel like it is a bit too soon that we're um, we're rushing things a little bit, that players weren't really given the opportunity to properly prepare. Um, so it, it is hard to sort of get my head around it. Um, but I suppose looking towards the future, it's a, it's a step in the right direction. And that's at the moment, that that's good. We're not going backwards. So that's that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. Are you are you disappointed that they didn't go to more rounds, like go from ten to twelve, especially with four new teams? I thought they might oh. have done that, especially because they are starting yeah. the season fairly early, end of August. Um, you go. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it should have just been planned out that by this stage with this number of teams, they should be playing each other once. They should be playing every team. It's ridiculous. Um. Mm. I believe there's a couple, and I wish I had the tweet in front of me, but Gemma Bastiani tweeted, and there's a few teams that still haven't met. Um, and so that's really interesting. Like, I, I there's still teams that haven't played each other. Um, I'll look it up another time for the next one, my next visit. But, um, yeah, so I don't know. It, I mean, there's so many ifs and, and what ifs and what could we be doing, and so it's... Yeah, but it is up there. It is up there. I really feel that the players deserved a bit more of a time. I think we've got – do we have an extra week of finals now? Is that right? Four weeks. Yeah, four weeks of finals. Sorry, yeah. I didn't mention so that. Yeah, you're right. Finals, so that's good. Um, and – but, yeah, I, I – I, yeah, definitely. Definitely feel we should be having a full season by this point. But hopefully that will come with the full-time – pay by 2026 and we have you know a full season that it's that it has a home that it has a set time when it will be happening and the players can have that consistency that the players of 2022 well 2020 to 2022 just haven't been afforded yeah i mean it's it's tricky because at the moment they've moved the season forward and a lot of these girls still have full-time jobs um outside mm-hmm. of aflw so it makes it really hard I mean, you know, you're pretty, you're pretty much planned for – you would have planned for the upcoming season to be December through to uh, March, April. Um, and to move it forward a fair whack, it means, you know, it can affect, uh, you know, um, you know uh, uh, mothers. Steph yeah. was an example. So she took leave. So she's a teacher. She took leave, organised, you know, her long service leave so that she could play in – you know, the 2022 season, but now there are two 2022 seasons. So what was she expected to do? Um, yeah. yeah, so I'm not, I actually don't know how that has worked out. But, um, yeah, but that's just one example. And, I mean, we've got players who, you know, work in the medical field. We've got nurses. We've got 
uh, paramedics, we've got te- lots of teachers. Mm. So it is really difficult to expect them to move their lives around, their jobs around, and to be asking all these favours for a competition that still feels like it's an afterthought to the AFL a lot of the time. Mm. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, yeah. No, it's, I mean, I, I, I mean, as supporters, we do like it because, you know, I mean, it does, it, you know, for, for our own personal self, it's good that uh, they do move the season forward. But uh, as far as the players go, it would have, um, it would have affected a few players. And, you know, um, yeah, my wife's you know, a paramedic as well. And she, she knew a footballer uh, from North Melbourne that played um, a couple of seasons ago. Uh, her name escapes me, but she had to stop playing because, you know, she just finished, um, uh, you know, like uh, her degree in uh, paramedicine. And, um, yeah, she she had to, yeah, pretty much call an end to, you know, football. Whereas, you know, in a few years' time, I suppose she'll be able to, um, yeah, uh, continue her opportunity and go back uh, after she retires. She can go back to um, be- becoming a paramedic and so forth. So yeah. she had to make a decision. And and there are, you know, there are a lot and of we're those. Seeing that. We're seeing that now. We've seen um, Sabrina Duffy was one who took some time away from the game this year for personal leave. So it was also mental health leave, but it was also her part of her, her job, her studies, her um, or her employment. And, and, There'd be plenty of other examples of that. So it's, <clears throat> it is really, really tough. It's tough for the players to have to make these decisions, to make sacrifices. And um, one of the articles, so the Siren group has put out um, first two parts of a, a really deep look into the Bulldogs program. And part two really goes into a lot of the sacrifices that players had to make with, with COVID and what they were doing. And I mean, what, what was all the media about? leading up to the grand final was Aaron Phillips was in a caravan, living yeah, in a caravan throughout the finals and not in her house with her wife and their kids because she couldn't risk getting COVID and missing the footy. So they're pretty amazing, um, but I'm looking forward to the day where they don't have to make those sacrifices. Yeah, I'm a pretty smart move, but, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a fair sacrifice. You don't want to be ran, uh, away from your family too long. I don't envy um... Tracy having the... The three, the three kids. That would have been crazy. Yeah, hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. Oh yeah, I, I've got two kids of my own, and uh, that's that's a handful enough uh, most times. So yeah, <laughs> let alone three, I couldn't imagine myself uh, having three. But um, yeah, f- full credit to the, with your wife out in a caravan in the backyard. <laughs> yeah. Oh look, yeah. I, I'm surprised she hasn't kicked me out there at the moment. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> But um, yeah, look, it's uh, yeah. I mean, not everyone has that luxury of just having a caravan in the backyard and you know, being able to do that either. So yeah, uh, hopefully um, those days are behind us. Um, it seems like uh, you know the men's, you know the AFL men's the COVID situation has seemed to have settled itself, and you have to feel that over the next few months it will only settle even more. So we yeah, hope so. yeah, Certainly, I've so we've got a me and other uh, viruses going around at the moment. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, what can you do? We'll talk a little bit about last season as well, because um, I think the last time I had you on, I was previewing North versus Fremantle final, which we got absolutely smashed in. Um, oh, yeah, it was a rough day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, there's been a lot more rough days though with the men's team. So, yeah. Oh, Rue boys. Oh, well, that's the way it goes. Yeah, I'm not here to talk about that. <laughs> I'm trying to get away from that. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, How did you see the grand finals? I thought it was a pretty good game. Um, fairly tight. 
Uh, I thought Melbourne um, were coming hard in the last quarter. But, uh, yeah, the Crows were just too good, weren't they? And they were the best team throughout oh, the year, weren't they? The Crows were amazing, honestly. I I was on Team D's. I had been on Team Get Daisy Pierce a, a Premiership for the whole season. That was my... That was my sort of thing for the season was I wanted that. But, um, but hey, she's going around again. So maybe 2022.2.0. What is it? Um, yeah, whatever it is. <laughs> whatever it is. Um, so there was, there was a part of me that was a bit disappointed. But it's also just pretty great to sit back sometimes and acknowledge when, you, when you're in sport and you can just acknowledge greatness and you can sit there and you watched – Erin and Chelsea and Anne Hatchard and everyone, and you just think, yeah, okay, I'm witnessing something special, and that's special in, in and of itself. So it was a really good game. It was a bit sad. I was a bit sad at the end, but um, they did the – did the um, once, once it was clear that Adelaide was winning, my thing was, okay, if Adelaide win, we need a picture of her little one in – Erin uh, Phillips's little one in the cup because there's a photo from the 2017 grand final with her twins in the cup and they're like babies mm. and so um, uh, I believe it was Erin uh, I believe it was um, Ebony Marinoff and possibly Chelsea Randall who like rounded up the Phillips kids and the cup and got the photo with everyone and I was like yes yes Ebony Marinoff's my kindred spirit she obviously knew that we needed that photo moment um, but yeah, it it was good. It was good. It's yeah, it was an exciting game, and you're right. It was quite a bit thrilling towards the end there. Um, and I thought, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I thought. I thought it was good. I enjoyed it. Yeah, Always I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, they were far and away the best team throughout the year. The Crows. Oh. I thought. I, I thought um, Brisbane were quite good as well. Um, they almost got through. Uh, they just missed out in the in the prelim. Um, and yeah, I mean Fremantle uh, had a that good, was a uh, good game. That prelim was tough. Oh, uh, which prelim. which game was that? The, the Brizzy and, and Melbourne. That was yeah, that was close. Uh, that was a really close. good game. Um, I, I actually um, I was on a golf trip at that time, and I actually everyone went and got lunch, and I, I just went, sat in the hotel room and started watching it. So lovely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, one. I was worth it. It was a really good game. I really enjoyed it. So, yeah, and um, an extra couple more minutes, and who knows, the Lions might uh, might have got over the line. But um, yeah, yeah, no. So yeah, no. There's a lot of positives um, throughout last season as well. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll go uh, to the trade period after the grand final. So yeah, <laughs> such a whirlwind the last few months. <laughs> yeah, I know. A lot has happened. Yeah, a lot. All has right. happened. So trades. What happened in trades? All right, so I'm thinking the biggest one was Matty Presparkis joining the Bombers. Okay, yep, uh, so expansion. Yeah, Erin yeah. uh, Phillips um, going to Power. You got uh, unfortunately Caitlin Ashmore going to Hawthorne. Gemma Houghton um, was probably I thought that was a surprise going to Port Adelaide. I, from yeah, I didn't. I hadn't heard that one sort of rumored or anything, so I was quite surprised by that too. That that's a formidable forward line mm. <laughs> with Erin Phillips and Gemma Houghton. That is that's that's formidable. Um, yeah, and I love I love that we've got some the female coaches coming in now. That we've got Natalie Wood and we've got um, Lauren Arnell. That's exciting. As well, as well, as well. the return of Beck Goddard. Mm. Yes, 
I'll be getting down to some Hawks games with mum and my sister because they're Hawks fans. So they're excited. Yeah. But, make, um, sure to, yeah. make sure to boo, boo Ashmore every time she gets the ball. I won't do anything. <laughs> I don't for me. boo anyone. <laughs> no, I don't boo anyway, so I don't boo the best of them. So it's just a, <laughs> it's a waste of time. All right, I boo Jordan Ngoi. That's the one. No, oh dear. Well, that's, that's a different kettle of fish. Uh, <laughs> Ashmore, uh, one that's of the best. A, there's no booing in AFLW. AFLW is just nice. <laughs> yeah, well, they're all nice. So pleasant. Yeah, so. Returning to the returning to the AFLM crowds from the AFLW crowds was such a shock to the system this year. Yeah. Like, what? Where am I? What is? What is happening here? And there's yelling and fights and people getting kicked out. And I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot this existed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, I'll go to North Melbourne games and the crowds aren't too, aren't too much different because uh, it's pretty much uh, a, a similar more, sort of crowd. So a little, a little more chill, a little more chill. Yeah, we're pretty relaxed and we, we kind of expect that we're going to lose now. So we kind of, um, yeah. We, you're, in I mean, your, remember, you're in your rebuild and you've, you've just, yep, this is this is our lot at the moment and you just look for the little, the little moments of joy. That's what you do in a rebuild. Yeah, I, I think we're going to have to rebuild the rebuild soon. Uh, that's 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 how well it's going. But uh, I remember going to North Melbourne Bulldogs game, and halfway through the first quarter, I think we were about six goals down or something like that. So I went to the bar um, just with my mate. I said, "Oh, it's my share for a beer." And yeah, mm-hmm. I went there, and there was about ten other North supporters there uh, queuing, queuing up. No Bulldog supporters. So I thought that <laughs> that told the tale. So yeah, it's <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's the way it goes. Um, the rough days. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, like with 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 Maddie Presbarkus, I think that had been that had been rumored, but it's one of those ones, and I guess it's the same with with Aaron, that until you see it, it sort of doesn't feel real. Mm. And then suddenly Essendon's tweeting out Presbarkus, and and there's photos of her in her bombers kit as she was a kid, and yeah. and look, I know that some fans were were pretty upset and may continue to be upset. I'm not sure if you noticed the other night when. Essendon were doing their 150 years. They introduced the AFLW players at the start, um, and that was really good. I loved that they included them in that. But there was a scattering of boos because it was Carlton with the opposition. Um, oh. And I have to feel that that was Carlton fans being like, no, you've stolen our Maddie. And yeah. it's hard because when I think about it, not that I was ever, would ever have been in a position to play, you know, at the AFLW level. But I think about it, and if I was offered hundreds of thousands of dollars to play for the team that I've grown up barracking for, to the team that is in my blood, I would find it really hard to say no to that too. Um, and I think she, there was a really nice article with her the other day, the other week maybe, where she talked a bit about the decision. And, and it's a tough decision. And in, a, and in a time of uncertainty with, you know, with AFW and also the wider picture, um, you've got to look after yourself. And I think that taking that opportunity is definitely looking after herself. It'll be interesting to see if Georgie follows. Um, yeah, that's what I'm worried about. At this stage, she she hasn't um, and she's happy with, with Geelong. But it'll be interesting to see what Geelong can do to keep her if that is something she ends up considering. Um, but, yeah, it's 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 been an interesting period. Um, with expansion yeah. and the trades. There was a few different things happening. You guys were quite busy. North were quite busy, weren't they? Yeah, we... Um, we were moving parts. 
Yeah, well, well, we pretty much sold. Um, oh, well, Ashmore wanted to go to Hawthorne, and we can't complain. You know, when we first came in, we, we did this to other clubs. I think um, Hawthorne's a very similar. It's been interesting. That's actually been a really interesting aspect is to sort of look at how the different how the expansion clubs have approached it. Because I think mm. Hawthorne is quite similar to North Melbourne's model, which was getting a lot of experienced players, players who had played together and already had proven chemistry. So with North Melbourne, it was obviously the Melbourne Uni um, group. With Hawthorne, there's a whole mix. There seems to be a bit of Southern Saints in there. There seems to be, there's a few Adelaide, you know, former Adelaide reuniting with with um, Beck Goddard, so like Perko, mm-hmm. but also Perko, Sarah Perkins being a lifelong Hawthorne fan. Um, and I learned that my mum met her dad in the cheer squad. And he part- there you go. Hmm, read that a few yeah, it's a small world, isn't it? Yeah, mum was like, oh, I found out that Sarah Perkins' dad was the, this lovely gentleman from the cheer squad who sadly passed away. And yeah, uh-huh. that was funny. But yeah, so yeah, and it's been interesting because then I think Sydney, Sydney's sort of more along the Geelong model, which is they're a bit going a bit younger and they're really tapping into the local talent as much as they can. Um, yeah. Yeah, they took a couple of our VFLW players, and I think they did that with a few other teams as well. So yeah, I think they're going uh, yeah more the local mm. um, yeah route, and they've got the first pick in the draft as well. So yeah, that that'll be that'll be good. They'll be able to get someone uh, very good for that. Yeah, um, yeah. I wanted to talk to you about like um, we lost uh, Ashmore and Gilroy to uh, yeah the expansion clubs. Fair enough. Uh, you can't do much about that. Um, yeah, and, and Bannister as well, which is a big loss. I'll probably have yeah. biggest one, uh, I thought. I wanted to talk to you about, look, I don't understand. Um, now, Daisy Bateman, Daisy uh, three years ago, she was you know, a top 20 pick. You know, We drafted her. We put time and development into her. Why did we just sell her off uh, towards the end of the like, last trade, in the last minute? We just gave her up for basically pick 90, which is nothing. You put time and develop into someone like that and then just give them away. I find it a bit strange, don't you? Yeah, it's it's one of those ones where you wonder if there's there's other elements that just aren't out in in the public. Like you're just not sure. Like maybe there's a relationship there with someone, or maybe it's just wanting a change of pace. I'm not exactly sure, but it is it is one of those ones where you do you raise an eyebrow and you kind of go, oh, okay, that's an interesting choice. I'm a bit curious about us doing that with uh, Christina Bernardi. Yeah. And I was the same with um, Phoebe Monaghan last season, her going off to Brisbane and, and having a great season with the Lions. Um, so it is interesting. There's always going to be these ones where you, you sort of raise an eyebrow and go, okay, why, why are we doing that? I mean, my – so I don't know if we've discussed this, but the Bulldogs were my AFLW team before Richmond came in. No, so, I haven't heard that. So. Yeah, so that's, that's – so I'm, I'm a Dogs member as well as a Richmond member. Um, oh, well. Because I can't give them up. I feel bad. <laughs> so you can imagine that when all the other Dogs fans were, like, devastated over Brennan and Conti leaving, and I was like, I am both sad and okay. Mm. Um, <laughs> I'm fine with this. Um, but, so the Bulldogs part of my brain is like, that's a really good get. Like, Daisy Bateman, that's a really good get for them, particularly yeah, losing the players that they have in, in Brook Lockland and Bonnie Toogood. But um, yeah, it is it is an interesting move from North, particularly when you you know you you have had a few a few outs now with um yeah with Daria 
Bannister and yeah, so it's yes, it is interesting, intriguing even. Yeah, do you think that's oh, that's pretty much I think shut our premiership window down. Like you've lost a lot, of, we've lost a lot of quality there, and we lost the first final. Uh, to Freeman, I, I can't see us improving after. I those. mean, honestly, this season, I don't see. It just seems like a real wild card of a season, because mm. there are so many factors. There are expansion teams. There's the fact that it's two, you know, two seasons in, in one year. The fact that you know mm. we've got players returning from injury. We've got players who are going to miss an entire season with injury. Um, it's just so difficult at the moment to sort of predict what's going to happen I feel um because part of me just thinks oh it'll probably just be you know those top couple of teams again but then I also think that Essendon Essendon look really strong Port look really strong um West Coast is a serious concern like basically almost every player on their team who can is a reliable kick like that's really bad. Both Kelly girls is oh, anyway. I don't know. I feel they like struggled they last season. So yeah, they struggled last season and now they've lost so many experienced players. Like it's yeah, it's not great. Um, really mm. tough for them. But um, yeah. Yeah, what can you do? I suppose. <laughs> at, least you, at least you with your with your with your boys struggling as they are. At least you get to sort of turn to the girls and be like, okay, well, you guys can give me a bit of joy. Whereas West Coast fans, they're going from 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 no good to no good. I feel. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know. Yeah. The only thing I'm certain about with this season, otherwise, I have no idea what what is going to happen. Really well, I'm going to lead into my next question. Uh, which teams <laughs> do you see competing for a flag in this season? Do you still see the same ones? Everyone except West Coast. They're yeah. All right. okay. Yeah, I think I think Essendon will be quite strong. Like I you said. Honestly, they are, what are they, undefeated in the VFLW. Yeah. They've got quite a few VFLW players moving into the AFLW. One to keep an eye on is whether Courtney Eugle ends up signing. She hasn't at this stage, and I'm, I would have thought she would have been one of the first. So it's possible she may just not want to be going to AFLW. But um, she's one to keep an eye on because she's a fantastic player, and I, I would love to see her in the AFLW, but if that's not the path she wants to go down, then you've got to support that. But... Cool. They look strong. They look strong. And then the players that they have collected from other teams, like the fact that they got Press Barkers, but they also got Georgia G. Like, that's absurd. Yeah, and Bannister. Daria Bannister. That's hmm. too good. Like, yeah, they're going to be. Ashley didn't have the potential to be quite scary, I feel. I think that at the end of the day, I don't know that they'll be able to fully take it to the established original teams like Adelaide, Melbourne and Brisbane, Frio as well. I feel mm. like that that's where the real experience of six seasons of AFLW will win out. Yeah. Um, so we might find a similar I guess I do have feelings about what's gonna happen at the end of the season. Um I'm like convincing myself of this as I'm talking. I'm like, I guess towards the end of the season I can see that playing a part. But yeah, so there's a lot a fair bit to watch out for. 
Yeah, hundred percent. Uh, there's going to be yeah, it's going to be. Uh, it's only good for the competition. You know, the more better teams we get, like you said, Port Adelaide and Essendon, yeah. it'll make the competition better, and we'll um we'll uh, renew a rivalry rivalry with uh, Essendon as well because yeah, I mean we do have a strong one in the men's team, even though they beat us every year. But it's um, one of my we'll be... favorite rivalries because it's just very silly. Yeah, it is. Like, <laughs> like that team over there. Okay, whatever yeah. you say. <laughs> I just yeah. I enjoy silly rivalries like that. <laughs> yeah, no, it's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with a bit of rivalry, uh, a bit of bragging rights as well. Uh, any rules you'd like to see change for the women uh, this season? I mean, I'm, would you want to see longer quarters? Um, we're talking about longer season. We want to go to twelve. I feel like both AFL W and AFL M would benefit from having like the eighteen minute quarters. Hmm. Like I really, when we went to when they went to sixteen in. 2020 and they went to 16 and it was like oh this feels too short and then coming back to 20 minutes plus time on in the AFL feels really long so I feel like 18 would be a nice sort of medium a nice little balance I don't see it happening anytime soon but I like that idea <laughs> yeah yeah I, I agree um yeah look when I went to the oh. round one game against Hawthorne I felt like the game went forever <laughs> yeah. um, because I, I, used, I got used to watch I the women's game it. and it'd be over within you know Almost two, under two hours, and then you get so used to it. And then, particularly if it's a night game, first up, like I was the Carlton game, the first game we played, I was exhausted. Now, granted, we were we lost quite badly in the end, but like I was so tired. I was like, oh, this feels so long. And AFLW is such a nice length. And one of my one of my best mate is a very much never been a football person ever in her life, mm-hmm. but um, she married a crazy Geelong supporter and is my best friend so she has to put up with footy um but she loves she really likes AFLW and one of the big things is she's like it doesn't feel like it goes forever for her as a person who's not fully invested in the game but you know is sitting there and and is watching um so I always think of her and I'm like oh yeah it'd be a nice length for Candace (laughs) yeah no definitely um yeah I mean yeah the more uh, the more people we can get um watching it and getting into it, the better it is too. So, yeah, definitely uh, even going to 16 and a half or 17 minutes, um, you know, just increase it gradually. Yeah. yeah. Um, And, yeah, I think, um, yeah, the men's quarters are, especially if North Melbourne play, they should be a lot shorter. So, yeah, but, um, yeah, no, it would be nice to get that uh, a bit higher up. That's that's one rule I'd like to see changed uh, for the women uh, next season. It's good that they don't... um, have to go into the peak of summer next season because I went to some games last season oh. and Jesus, it was it was brutal. Um, mm, yeah, absolutely. I, and I mean, there was there was a double header. It was a Richmond versus oh, who do we play? I think it was the day we played Frio at Punt Road and Adelaide and West Coast were playing afterwards. And I didn't go because it was too hot. I just couldn't do it because Punt Road just doesn't have enough shade for the fans because you can't yeah. access the grandstand. Um, so it just, I just couldn't go. I, I couldn't do it as much as I wanted to, as much as I wanted to go. And I'd never seen Erin Phillips play live. And I was really excited to go and do that apart from, you know, also seeing my team and the fact that it was pride round, but I just couldn't do it. It was too hot. And so I, I agree with you. I think it's, it's a lot better for the players, honestly, as much as I can sit here and be like, Oh, it was annoying for me as a fan because I couldn't go. Like it's so much worse for the players. Honestly. Yeah, yeah. Oh, 100%. Uh, I agree. Yeah. I mean, 
like, and I was just standing in the heat. Yeah, you know, I went to the North Richmond game, and I, I remember just absolutely sweating in a, in a you know, yeah, we, we we like hid behind some hid in the trees near down the um the cheer squad end. Oh, okay. Game. It was it was very hot, but yes, the sunscreen was out well and truly. Yeah, yeah, no, it was um, yeah. So it's good in that regard that you know, summer is just starting and the season should just finish. Um, really hot weather, so that that'll be good. That's one positive uh, to start the season yeah. earlier. What do you think about people that say the gap between the top teams and bottom teams, bottom teams is too big? Um, people, you know, there's some people even saying that um, it's just too big. Uh, they should almost just uh, start the draft again, throw all the players in the draft and just start again. <laughs> I'm friends with a couple of those people. Um, oh. I understand in some ways it because it's really hard. I mean, if you could go back to the beginning mm. and plot out the, the journey of the AFLW, I think you could find a lot of ways to have made it more of a level playing field along the way. The sort of things like when North when when North came in, they didn't get top draft picks. Is that right? Like you didn't get No, well we got uh, we pretty much poached every Collingwood player they had and <laughs> you know a number number of other teams. So they didn't give us a you know an early draft pick. Yeah. And so As whereas this time, you know, we're giving them more draft we're giving them the higher draft picks. But it's obviously going to take a couple of years for those two to mature necessarily but then again that being said we've as we've seen with you know the draft picks because they're coming in now having played you know the real high level competitive footy they've had those pathways they're better off so it's hard and I think this season's going to be hard for that and maybe even the following season after that but I I just think at this point we have no choice but to just keep going on just keep moving on until we do get a little bit more of that um, evenness across the competition. But also, that being said, there's always going to be gaps. We've got that in the AFLM at the moment. We've got, we've got West Coast and North and Essendon who are struggling. And the, the three of those teams are in different places in their, you know, development. Well, like, for example, as much as you're saying, you know, that, North is very frustrating at the moment. I would currently prefer to be a North supporter than a West Coast supporter because I feel like North is at least trying a rebuild, whereas West Coast, I feel, is a little bit head in the sand. There's always going to be that. There's always going to be that. And, I mean, this year has been a really strange season in the end because you've had Melbourne who have looked so dominant and then fallen away a bit in the last couple of weeks. But there really seemed to be sort of like a gap of, of this. But a gap, not in talent, but just in the different ways that teams are performing. So I think it's, yeah, look, I understand where people come from because sometimes you can sit there and you can be like, oh, you know, Carlton's lost so many players to to expansion and trade and Western Bulldogs have lost so many players and the Lions, oh, well, the Lions lost a lot early on and then they came back and won a flag. Yeah, so, that's right. Give them time. It can, turn, it can turn around pretty quickly for the bottom teams. Yeah, I think so. And, yeah, look, as I said, you could go back and you could plot out how to build a competition in an equitable way that would have had more evenness. But we're seven seasons in now, six seasons in, about to start our seventh. And yep. I think if you sat there and redrafted every team, as much as it might create more equity or quality across the board, it would rip a lot of hearts out of people's chests. 
Like you, you can't. If you if you told me that I could have a Richmond team that would be a top four, but I couldn't watch Ali McKenzie and Monconti in the same team, like that would that would damage my that would damage my love for this competition. Yeah. And that's hard to say, but yeah. So, yeah, no, you become attached to these players. Um, that, that's what you do. You, you barrack for them hard, and you, you become, you know, you get favourite players uh, on your team. Yeah. So you don't want to lose them to others. And then they go to Hawthorne, and you're like, a catch. Okay, I'll have to cheer for Hawthorne then. No, no I'm not doing that. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, look, it's just, uh, yeah, it's I just will a, a catch. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have no, to cheer for Cashy, but I will cheer a catch. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair enough. Uh, she's a lovely girl, and uh, yeah, you definitely wish. Best and I've got no pro- uh, problem with uh, players that um, want to leave. Um, you know, at the end of the day, they you know clubs clubs aren't you know they, they don't have to be loyal to players, and sometimes they're not. And well, you know, at the end of the day, if, if I don't like my job, I can go work somewhere else. And that's right. Yeah, <laughs> there's not really anyone going to say anything about it. It's just because in sport we get a bit funny sometimes. But when we take a step back and look at the bigger picture, yeah, I think I think... yeah, no, 100. No, I couldn't agree more. <laughs> Yeah. Sorry, um, I think I just said a line from What About Me. Like, yeah. take a step back and see the bigger picture. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, we've got um, yeah, we've got a bit of a singing going on here. So yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a bit of uh, the voice. I was uh, yeah, I was going to turn the chair around for a second. So yeah. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. No, all good. Uh, before we finish, uh, after that uh, solo performance there, um. Who are some players like uh, that uh, you're looking forward to watching this season? Ellie McKenzie. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. She's Anyone else? She's a preseason, and now she's she's got a preseason. She's been working at the club the whole time. She hasn't actually really taken a break. So uh, a fit Ellie McKenzie is a very exciting prospect for everyone, not just for me. Yeah. Um. <laughs> who else am I looking forward to watching? Hmm. Well, who's coming back? Do we have some? I don't really know. Off the top of my head, it's 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 a bit tricky at the moment because I'm still, you know, getting my head around the fact that we're doing an AFLW preview show after it feels like it's been five minutes since the last season finished. But um, oh, you know, there's a few. Around. I'm yeah. sorry, there are lots of players I'm looking forward to, obviously, but I just can't get it in my head right now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. I'm, there's one player I'm looking forward to watching, and that's uh, Amy Smith, uh, the daughter of Sean Smith. I think she's going to take a big step forward for ah. North Carolina this year. Um, yeah, so look out for her. She's she's going to get a good opportunity with Ashmore leaving now. She'll she'll play on the wing, and yeah, very mm-hmm. highly skilled uh, young footballer. I think she's only 19 years old. So looking forward to seeing her get her opportunity this year. So yeah, that's one that I'm looking good. for. No, yeah. no, what I think about it, I think um. I think Georgie Presparkas with another preseason will be really good. I think we'll start to see her a bit more dominant now. Um, hopefully the Geelong can like kind of like rise with her because I really, you know, pre pre her being drafted, people were talking about, oh, well, she she might actually be better than Maddie. So that that's one I'd want to see. So it's I guess it's these younger players – you want to see how how they go now with another preseason under the belt and a bit more experience. So yeah. Yeah, no, that's um, that's probably the other one I was going to mention, um, Georgie Presbyter. Yeah. So, yeah, she, oh, she had a really fantastic first season. 
oh mm. she was so good and then you're like mm. okay she can go up another level like i'm i'm yeah seeing erin yeah. run out in her port colors is going to be pretty special yeah especially for her yeah oh, it obviously means a lot to her yeah and yeah and then seeing you know the new look crows mm. yeah it's gonna be fun it's gonna yeah, be fun no. i can't wait for it to start again like as much as i'm like oh it's annoying that it's already back and it, it but I'm, I'm still going to be like watching every game so yeah no definitely yeah no it's uh yeah lot to look forward to uh anyways was um where can people find you on twitter if they want to have a chat about aflw uh my handle is at loza marine l-o-z-z-e-m-a-r-i-n-e yeah, and if you want any NHL tweets as well, then, uh, yeah, go yeah, there. Yeah, there's a bit of hockey. Uh, so Stanley <laughs> Cup final starts tomorrow. So my Twitter page will be full of squealing and GIFs and videos of hockey goals. So that'll be fun. Yeah, sounds good. So get down and follow her. And if you want to talk to, about AFLW, definitely get down. Uh, not get down. Um, get, uh, yeah. Get uh, onto get it. And, we, can, uh, we can play some music. We can do vibes. We can we can get down. We can boogie. Yeah, yeah, yeah get down and boogie. Sounds good. Uh, <laughs> anyway, Loz, uh, it's been a pleasure. Uh, I'm sure Thanks I'll have you on. Uh, no, nah, all good. Uh, yeah, no, I've, uh, I feel a lot smarter every time I talk to you about AFLW. So, <laughs> yeah, I appreciate you coming on, and I'm sure I'll chat to you soon. All right. Talk to you soon. Thanks, Dean. So... Really appreciate Loza for coming on the show once again. So that's it for this episode. Just AFLW talk uh, this episode. So, yeah, hopefully you got something out of it and you understand a bit more about uh, the upcoming season and what, what the changes are going to be. Some very positive changes for the AFLW, which is really good, and it's just going to continue to grow and get better over the next few years as well, I believe. And uh, hopefully by the you know, end of 2026, we can get to our full-time professionalism of aflw footballers that'll be fantastic um yeah really really enjoy all the likes and uh, retweets you guys are doing for the show it's really helping it out um it's going out to more people so yeah keep doing that um yeah if you ever want to send me a message or anything to improve the show just let me know um i'm also on instagram as well um yeah, I will be. Uh, I just did an interview with um, Mark McGowan, a Herald Sun reporter, Mark McGowan. So, talk about the men's team. I'll um, I'll release that um, pretty much straight after this one. So, if you want to listen to that, um, definitely, I definitely recommend it. It was a great chat. Um, he puts a very um, good perspective on things, a very logical perspective on things. Um, yeah, without the emotion attached. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed that interview, and I always enjoy talking to Mark. He's, um, he's a very switched-on uh, individual, and that's why he works for the Herald Sun and is you know, the most respected um, journalist out there, I believe, anyway. Anyways, um, yeah, look out for that one. Um, keep up the great work, all you lovely listeners, in promoting the show. And today, I will leave a shout-out to David Hale. Bye for now.